Join Kim Commando Saturday morning at 10 on News Talk 930 at 103.9 FM. K-R-O-E. Are you tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Karen Green. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you are interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Harker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, in Sheridan. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer along with Ron Richter. And uh, interesting subject on the poll question this week. We were, we'll get to that, the reason why in a minute. Have you got the poll question up there, Ron? Basically, we were talking about library systems and if people were concerned about what people can view and not view in the local library system so what exactly how did we word that wrong the um, the uh, am i on no i'm not on. <laughs> hang on there try it there we go no. there third time's a charm third all right time's a charm <laughs> flick of the switch and old acdc <laughs> tune anyway uh um, the first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, are you concerned about the book selection available at your local library? And overwhelmingly, 83% of the votes said not at all. Um, 9%, 24 votes, said very concerned. And uh, 8%, 19 votes said um, somewhat. So uh, that is pretty... Uh, overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, for a lack of a better term, it's a... I mean, there's there's not really, I don't know. I mean, 83% of the vote is pretty indicative of how people feel. But yeah. then again, you know, not everyone votes and not everyone. Well, and I, I'm wondering, um, overall, I think people shouldn't, or I shouldn't say shouldn't, but people are probably not overly concerned. But the reason we put this question up is because in the recent weeks, there have been um, some stories that have come out about um, Gillette, mm-hmm. Campbell County. Uh, Campbell County one, Library Director. Their library director being fired. Um, well, she was there for, what, 27 years, Yeah, I believe. a long time. And and it stems from some materials that were kind of graphic. And I, I saw the story on Cowboy State Daily, and they gave examples of <clears throat> some of the things that were available there. And, yeah, they're pretty graphic. Um, so... 
people are concerned about that, and I think that was one of the reasons that she was ousted. There's, you know, been some talk about why she was ousted. Yeah, I, I think but there was there was a little bit more uh, more involved in politicking it, sure. going on. There. Sure, but the state of Montana has, ha- and so I, I think didn't didn't Campbell County get away from the ALA, the American Libraries Association? That I don't know. Honestly. I'll have to look at that, yeah. but I know Montana did. Yes, they they stopped affiliating with them, and it's not that. The American Library Association dictates what each state or each county or each city's library system should or will put in their systems, but they make recommendations. And the National ALA has a director that is a self-proclaimed liberal um, Marxist lesbian. That's fine, but apparently people are concerned about that, and that maybe that is why a lot of these materials are showing up in local libraries. Mm-hmm. That's At least that's what people are concerned with. So that's where all of this came from. So we're going to talk about that today. If people want to call in and talk about this, give their opinions, numbers to call, if I can find my notes here. 674-4443-672-5763, Public Pulse Open Line Friday, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and get into the discussion right after this. Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmer's Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. Hi, this is Brad with Prime Rate Motors, where we are interested in paying cash for your vehicle, camper, or trailers. With the overwhelming demand right now, Prime Rate Motors wants to not only work with you to get you a fair price for your vehicle, we want to restock our lot with some local-owned units. Payments too high, we also do down trades. Stop out to Prime Rate Motors and let us evaluate your vehicle. Discuss what works for you and then make the deal happen. Prime Rate Motors and Super Trailer Store. See us online at primeratemotors.com. Where has the summer gone? School starts at the end of this month. Let me help you get ready. Hi, this is Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ Realty, inviting you to enter my back-to-school sweepstakes on Sheridan Media. It's your chance to win $250 in chamber bucks. You can buy clothing, merchandise, and supplies, all from local retailers. Enter the back-to-school sweepstakes presented by Mandy Coltisco with Century 21. Enter every day through August 16th at SheridanMedia.com. 
It's that time of year, Wyoming. Rally Week is here, and with that comes an influx in motorcycle traffic across the state and region. Especially on Wyoming Wednesday, when over 20,000 motorcyclists depart Sturgis and head to Devil's Tower and Hewlett for Ham and Jam, and then on to Sundance for the burnouts that day. It's up to all of us to keep each other safe. Whether you're on four wheels or two, keep your eyes on the road, obey posted speed limits, put that cell phone down, buckle up, and drive sober. A reminder from YDOT, paid for by Highway Safety Funds. Likes to... Jackson Electric open line Friday. Numbers to call if you want to talk about what we're talking about or something that you want to talk about. 674-4443 or 672-5763. And we're talking about this library situation where um, people are concerned about the materials that are in there, which uh, some are pornographic, some are very explicit, and there are people that are kind of pushing back against that. So that's where the poll question came from. Let's go over the poll question again, Ron, please. The uh, first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, are you concerned about the book selection available at your local library? Not at all, 83%, uh, very concerned, 9%, and somewhat concerned, 8%. Okay. And I don't know what's available here at Sheridan County's library. I have no idea, but I imagine it'd be similar to what's available like in Montana or Campbell County or Johnson County or whatever. And the American Libraries Association is who makes those kind of recommendations for what should be in uh, a local library. They're, they don't dictate it, but they at least make recommendations and there are people that are concerned about that as well. So we do have a caller. So uh, caller number one, you're on the air on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Thank you, if that's me. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> I'd like to make a, a comment this okay. morning. It's, it's not on topic, but perhaps okay. later, maybe more information will be known. One can, the American Library Association, I wonder who they are. But here is what I would like to talk about. I followed and attended the land trust meetings, uh, and that's where the ARP money, taxpayer money gifted by the federal government would purchase land to build what they call a, uh, attainable housing, not affordable, attainable. Well, what is seeming to uh, develop here is that Habitat for Humanity will own the trust land through its purchase, through this tax dollars. Developers will build structures, quite possibly townhouses, fourplexes. Okay, the, uh, here's what's important. The attainable buyer will earn 80 to 120% of median income in Sheridan County. The Department of Revenue informs me that the median income in Sheridan County is now 81000 a year per. Now, this is before federal income tax, but the income is 81000 a year. So you would earn between 80 to 120% of that to be an attainable buyer. You'll own a structure. You won't own the trust land that it's sitting on. So, okay, in looking at this, who would these people be? Well, they're going to be professionals. They're going to be nurses, college teachers, government workers, project managers. And if you look at what we do in Sheridan, I think it's very fair to say that about half the people in in the county in Sheridan, there's a lot of ag community, but there's a good proportion of civil servants. 
work at the hospital, work at the VA, work at the college, work for the school district, work for the state, or work for um, the city, work for the county. They're all civil servants. These will be the people that will be in these attainable housing. So in referencing that, I want to switch this over. The city, and yesterday I listened to you fellows do an interview, not you, but um, uh, Floyd, do an interview with the city, uh, Mr. Lumen and uh, uh, Mr. Brantz. And Mr. Brantz, before he concluded, wanted to thank our county commissioners for how cooperative they have looked to the city of Sheridan's needs, how, how well they work with them. Well, here's the thing. The city clearly feels the need to grow. It wants a second fire station. It needs a larger, uh, to expand, enlarge the sewage treatment plant. They want to grow east, somewhat northeast, Decker Highway, 5th Street. This has been stated by our council people. The county some appears to be poised to turn over its SAWS water delivery system to its county customers to the city. My guess, and this is only a guess, is this would poise this system towards debt uh, from Wyoming Water Development Commission or whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyway, they've even revived talk about the West Beltway. So here is where I'm going with these two remarks. I went to an um, equalization hearing yesterday, and that's where your county commissioners here, Paul Fall and, and the assessors, and a party coming in with, uh, we need a tax break. We're, we're being taxed. And it was an, I won't go into it. It was an older house, an older couple, et cetera. But what we need to do here is you have this income, my opinion, of 81,000 or even Christine Dietrich from Habitat for Humanity told me she thinks it's more like 91,000. This is walk-in money. When you realize how many individuals in Sheridan who've lived here for 30 or 40 or maybe their entire life, the median income here is over 51 years, this is walk-in money, which is sheltered from state property tax or state taxes. It's not sheltered from federal income taxes. It's not sheltered from property tax. But it skews that statistic. So you've got, I'll call it Mr. and Mrs. Krebsbach, retired, uh, incomes probably set, and all of a sudden their property taxes are going out of the roof. And that's the point I want to make. Our legislators did nothing nothing in the last legislative session to do something about our property taxes. I'm, not ta I'm talking about residential. I'm not talking about mineral. I'm not talking about commercial. I'm not talking about ag. They have got to do something out of decency to help people who are now caught in the pinchers of incoming money, which is skewing a statistic and take and do something to help people. Sure, they've got a property relief program. They'll pay half your taxes if you qualify. And it's only catch as catch can. That's no guarantee. They vote on it, I think, every year, I believe. I'm not certain. But let us hold our legislators. Let's hold their feet to the fire on this. Let's do something about this. Because your residential property owner older people, 
some cases their incomes are fixed, they've got no cushion of money to turn to. And so that was what I wanted to state this morning. You fellows don't even have to talk about it. I appreciate the opportunity to express myself, and thank you. And I'll listen, and we'll see if somebody calls in. But I would like to say this. Who is this library association? I don't know. Well, there... That's, that's a, is a great question, yeah, Vicki. And you brought up some good <laughs> points, too, about the uh, the land trust and the attainable housing uh, issue. It's uh, Everybody is tackling this, too, because I, there's, there's some scuttlebutt stuff going on in Buffalo as well because they have a, a developer that's coming in wanting to use city land to build a housing structure which is a basically a section 8 apartment complex is what it's going to amount to and you know same thing where they're wanting to have quote unquote attainable housing but when you look at the specifics of what you need to do to qualify to be there no one's going to qualify. I mean, the people that are going to qualify there are probably, I don't know. I, mean, I know. Just, you know, minimum minimum wage workers are the only ones that are, you know, you're not talking. They're hoping that they're going to be able to get nurses like CNAs, um, deputy sheriffs, those kind of people to, you know, use this housing because it's just not available in, in Johnson County or Buffalo. And well. So these are not the people that are going to qualify for these yes. th- these Section 8 houses. So you're not really helping who no. you're no. supposed so to know, be helping. I don't that, know what the, what the answer is, but th- I don't think this is it. I, I hate to use the term, but the middle class gets squeezed out. Mm-hmm. Because if you're making $250, $500K a, a year, you're not worried about where you're living. Right. And then if you're living in government-subsidized apartments or condos or, or homes or whatever, you're taken care of. Mm-hmm. But it's the Joe Schmo that's working 40 to 60 hours a week, sometimes two jobs. That's the one that's, that's and living, wife's doing the same thing. living in a crap shack. Right. And these are the people that we're supposed to be helping. But it seems like it's, it's, it's not because they don't qualify. And... But they also don't, they don't qualify for help, but they don't qualify for whatever. Our kids are in this boat, too, because mm-hmm. we've got grown kids that are paying, you know, through the nose for rent. And the problem is, is that you can't find places to oh, rent. Trust so me, you it's... have no choice but to take what's available yep. and you're paying through the nose for it. But then they don't qualify for a loan for a house, even if there are houses available, which there aren't. Right. But they wouldn't, you know, the, the house payments, quote unquote, would be less than uh, rent would be, but they don't qualify. And then even if they do qualify, where are you going to buy? Because you can't, you can't compete with you know, the housing prices. But it's, there, it's so. you, know, you know, Aaron, I know uh, you've lived the majority of your life here. Actually, mm-hmm. now so have I. Mm-hmm. It's weird saying that. But um, when I moved here 22 years ago, affordable housing was an issue then. Yeah. And I suspect 22 years prior to that, it was an issue. So, right. I mean, it is an issue that... It's not getting solved. It probably never will get solved. But the one thing I will say is, like, when I was in high school here, or right after high school, you had some choices as far as apartments went that weren't... Astronomical. And... Right. Not in great shape. Yeah. Let me put it that. I mean, the, they they were in good shape, so... Right now, anyway. the cr- now they're crap shacks. 
I mean, I'm just going to be honest. That's what that's what they are. I'm a not, lot of them I'm not going to yeah. sugarcoat a turd. Right. I mean, you know, there there are some places in Sheridan where you know I wouldn't send my dog into. <laughs> be a little, yeah, a little worried about. No yeah, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. Sometimes that's what it takes. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm following this story in Buffalo to see what's going to happen because I know that the there are certain people in on the city council in Buffalo that are looking at this uh, proposal um, in a positive way, and I think that they're at least to at least look into it. Yes, I think they need to, but you know, again, it would be the city own the land, and then the developer would own the building that it's on and have like say a 99 year lease. Mm-hmm. But part of the part of the concern is if this developer goes bankrupt or flees the countryside or whatever the case may be, is the state, excuse me, is the city going to be then on the on, hook, on the hook yeah. to take care of this and essentially become a landlord, which is exactly what would happen. Are they going to tear it down? Well, of course not. Of course not. It's already there. So then the city would inherit that issue. Yes. And the city has... Which is a, a whole other can of worms. Right. And we know, we, you and I go to the each of these city council meetings, and they both have buildings that they have inherited for one reason or another or, yep. that now they have to take care of. they got to put new roofs on them. they got to you know do the maintenance on them, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I don't I, know what yeah. the answer is. I really don't. It's a quandary. So hopefully they'll get it figured out. But, uh, but thanks, caller, for yeah, Vicky, bringing you. up, you know, I mean, it's it, they're, they're good questions and they're, they're good concerns. Well, to answer her question, because Vicki asks us what the American Library oh, Association yes. is, it, it's essentially the overseer of the library system in systems in the country. They don't, again, don't dictate what each individual library or library system puts into their uh, inventory. They don't dictate that, but they do make recommendations. And part of what people were concerned with, because the state of Montana quit the Library Association because of their Marxist lesbian president. And they were concerned that she was pushing possibly an agenda that they weren't uh, on board with. Whether she was or not, who knows? Right. Is there an argument for and against? Possibly, yes. But Definitely. the idea is there. That's what they were concerned with. So the state of Montana apparently looked at their library systems and said, okay, well, we're not on board with this whole situation. So they have completely cut ties with the American Library Association. Oh, you, you kind of mentioned that off air earlier. So what does that mean then? How does that, where does that leave them in, in with funding and all that way? I mean, well, I just. There's, there's no funding. All it is is that they're, they, they basically make recommendations. They, they for, don't have an overseer. Right. To, to give them ideas as to what could, could be in, in, in the system, what needs to be in the system, what should be there for people to read right. and and basically it, it should fall back on the, the local library the directors, local library yeah. directors the, and, and the, the board boards. of trustees right because every community is different right and that that's kind of what the argument was so once the state of montana did that that would they were the first state in the nation to do this to break ties with it because of the their views on this and right wrong or indifferent whether you agree or not is immaterial they did it so that brings up the 
the next part of this, which these stories all showed up on the Cowboy State Daily. And so that I was reading through these, and this is what made this interesting to me, was the Freedom Caucus here in Wyoming, which is a collection of, oh, the, how do we put this politically correctly? They are... Um, yeah, I'm going to let you handle this. Yeah, they're they're kind of to the right of <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're extreme. Yes, they're extremely conservative. in a lot of their right, extremely conservative, and in, in a lot of their and not just beliefs. fiscally, right. So they are actually, and they call themselves the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. This is what at the legislative level, state level in Cheyenne. So they're a part of the legislature already, but they are calling on the Wyoming governor Mark Gordon to quit the American Library Society. Similar this, to what you just explained about Montana. Exactly. Did. Because they're concerned about this. And I, 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 I have a real, I can see both sides yeah. of this. Because there are certain things like, when, when you're talking about the, like the Grapes of Wrath, okay, um, it's a classic. We all had to read it in high school, or at least my our, our generation back had to read The Grapes of Wrath. And it's, it's an American classic. But there are some school districts in the country that have taken that out of mm-hmm. there because of various reasons. It's, it's uh, <sighs> racist. It's this. It's yeah. that. It's the other. It but can be interpreted many different exactly. ways. Exactly. So that's, that's actually what a good author does. Right gets you to think about things so there's an argument for and against that as well and that's what this situation is here i i think that if you have people that are concerned about certain books okay that's something that should be talked about and then the library board and the community should make those decisions as to whether those books are available you know and then when you're talking about sexually explicit materials which that was part of what the problem in Gillette in, in Campbell County was when that library director got fired um, or was removed, however you want to look at it, the, the, one of the reasons given is because of the sexually explicit materials that were available in the library that she refused to take out of there. I don't know if small children had access to this or not. I'm assuming probably because I think it was in a uh, children's section, so to speak. I don't know if they had a teen section and then a small children's section. I have no idea. But according to Cowboy State Daily, they showed some of the materials that, that they put in there, and they're pretty explicit. You know, I mean, it's, it's graphic what they had on there. And so I understand the argument as to why those things should probably either, maybe not removed, but maybe at least put under lock and key where not Better regulated, has, right? Yeah. Maybe has it, access. To, so a, your six-year-old child's not going to walk in and find I, this. I, stuff. I have absolutely no qualms with that. Right. But the, just to remove them for the sake of we don't like them, I right. don't want them in there. Remove them. It, isn't that basically? That goes back to the book burnings of the yeah. early 19, the uh, I mid-1900s. Mean, Same thing. Y- y- you can't scream freedom and then do that, right. can you? Right. Can't, I mean, really? And I understand that we need to protect our children. Right. And nobody and totally, nobody and, wants our six-year-old and, child and to walk in I and said, see this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, there should be an age limit. There should be, It should be under better regulation. I don't know enough about it, if it is or not. You right. know, I don't. Maybe I should probably spend a little bit more time in the library, but um, 
Well, Shouldn't we all? Uh, the uh, the keyword time. Right. But um, there's not a lot of it anymore. But um, anyway, I, I just I, I think under regulation, I, I don't see an issue. But if it isn't regulated, and, and yes, a 10-year-old kid can go grab a you know, copy of whatever that is, you know, what you're talking about, explicitly mm-hmm. sexually graphic, that that should not happen. And but then again, I can remember when I was young in the doctor's office, I'd pick up a, a, a copy of National Geographic and I'm like, wow, page yeah, 43. There's, there's naked people in Alaska or in Africa in <laughs> yeah, Alaska. Yeah. This, this lady is doing more than carrying a basket on her right. head. <laughs> and and we, we talked about this before we went on the air that, you know, our dads, when, when we walked into their shops, you know, their, their yes. whatever, they had, you know, the garages, the girly magazine centerfolds on the on the wall. Yeah. And granted, those were not graphic, but we all knew what was going on with them, and we didn't turn out warped out of that. But it, there's a big Speak difference. For yourself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a big difference in that, and and a ten year old yes. boy is not going to be able to walk into Seven Eleven and go get a girly magazine yes. because you have to be eighteen. So there there are it, limits so I, to yeah, what can be done there. I I agree with that. There there's totally agree with that. I, I think there needs to be regulations because you know you kind of hit the nail on the head with the comparison. A ten year old boy can't go into the local convenience store and pick up. A graphic um, magazine, right? It just can't happen, right? So why should that ten-year-old boy be able to go to the local library and pick up something just as graphic, if not more? Right. Now here's a counter argument to that: if he's got a phone in his pocket, he can find more graphic oh, stuff yeah. on the phone. See, that's where where, than, where right? You know where <laughs> soccer mom Karen shows up to these meetings and screams to high heaven that you know little Johnny's being corrupted by the books in the library. It's like, well. What are you providing your child yeah. at home? Are you watching what he's seeing? And, and some are. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I mean, there are a lot that that, that, that shower in hypocrisy. Right. So right, and there's a there's an argument to that. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break right there. We're talking about um, libraries and explicit <laughs> yeah. materials. And we're talking all kinds about a lot. <laughs> we'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line right after this. the most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Wyoming's 7th Annual Farm to Table Dinner, Dance, and Auction with live music from Shot in the Foot and Tencent Stranger. On September 23rd, local chefs will work together to create a paired and plated menu straight from our fields and farms to the table at Born in a Barn. With the Standish Family Fun Match, your hard-earned donations will be doubled. Now that's some generous neighborly love. Seats won't last long. Visit rootedinwyoming.org under the Farm to Table tab for more info. 
It's a customer appreciation event this week at Shipton's Big R. Join Sheridan Media Live as we broadcast Saturday from 11 to 2. Enjoy free brats and a soft drink and register to win big prizes like a Lincoln Welder, a $500 shopping spree, a Massimo 125cc Jeep, a Kodiak 57 rifle case, and a lot more. $25 gift cards will be given away every day. Stop in and join us Saturday from 11 to 2 for the customer appreciation event at Shifted's Big R, 2049 Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Hey there, folks. Is your water well just not the well you want? Feeling like you're stuck in a drought? You tired of waiting for water like it's a slow-moving turtle? Well, lift your head up high and take a walk in the sunshine. Call 307 Wildcat Well Service, and they'll have water flowing like a river. They know where the good water is and how to drill for it. If your current well is leaving you high and dry, Google 307 Wildcat Well Service for water. Cool. Clear water. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs, sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait, you want some A-plus answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall right now. Ladies, you know that one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started? Well, I'm here to help. This is Candace Crane, General Manager at Sheridan Honda Power Sports, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. Each month, I'll talk to a female guest, who's an expert in an outdoor activity, and who knows, it might just be the thing that you want to try. She will share her experience and help us get started. I Want to Do That is sponsored by Canon Off-Road and will be available on sharedmedia.com, wyomingpodcast.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, try that again. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter. And we were talking about the library system and the issues that are going on with graphic materials and all kinds of stuff. So we do have a couple of callers. We'll go ahead and get you on. Caller number one, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I wanted to touch on two subjects you guys have discussed. Sure. So I'll try to make it brief. Anyway, it's not easy for me, but anyway. <laughs> uh, the first one is these books. I saw one of those books that evidently was put in a school library, grade school library, because it's in uh, cartoon form. Looks like a comic book. Well, anyway, the... There's pictures. Somebody put it on Twitter, and they turned the pages so you could see what's in there. And I couldn't believe it. It's nothing but pornography. There's, I'll try to be delicate, but there's pictures of male and female genitals. Right. And pictures of people having sex, and it pushes homosexuality and things like that. And I can't believe anybody would put something like that in our schools. And people should scream about it. Of course, if you're a parent and you go to a school board meeting and scream about it, then you're called a domestic terrorist. (laughs) But people need to wake up and 
stand up and be heard about things like that. I'm wondering where decency has gone in this country. And I question about that is I wonder how many of those school libraries have a Bible. Because, boy, that would be out of the question. And the other sh- subject is taxes. Vicky's right on, as usual. And I own a house in Sheridan, and I bought it back in 2002, and I was able to get it back in our family. It, well, it's a long story, but anyway, I, my grandfather used to own the house, and so I don't ever want to sell it. I want to pass it on to keep it in the family. So I really don't care how much it's worth. It's got sentimental value, but it's already worth at least three times what it paid for it. And of course, people say, well, that's a good investment, and it is. I wish I had a different one I could sell, actually. But the neighbors keep building new houses. Now there's one lot left with no house on it. They've cut down a couple of beautiful trees and they're getting ready ready to develop it. Plus there's, and it's across the street, and there's two other houses that have been bought and sold so many times I can't keep track of it. But every time they sell one of those houses, my taxes go up. And, you know, I'm not getting any younger and hopefully I want to pass this house on, but people are being taxed out of their homes, and that's not right, and these politicians that are in charge need to do something about it, give some of us a break. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say, so have a good weekend, you guys, and I enjoy the show. You as well. Thank Thank you. you. And he's got a point. I mean, as far as my house goes, we talked about this yes. in the past, where, you know, what I paid for the house 20-some-odd years ago, it's now, quote-unquote, worth three times that, literally. And, <clears throat> well, not three, double, anyway, according to the county assessor in Johnson County. And that's great as far as, quote-unquote, an investment goes, like he said, but would I get that? I doubt it because I know from living there what needs to be done. I'd need to put seventy or $80,000 mm-hmm. worth of upgrades into that house to get what they're claiming it's worth. Well, so it's not quote-unquote worth there, that. There's the problem if you do sell it and do get what it's X worth. X number of dollars. Um, where am I going to go? Yes. Yeah, because there's no, <laughs> nowhere to buy. And especially in that in that bracket. In right. That, in I, mean, that. I mean, there there are homes to buy, but... Not all of us. Not at not at my price range. Not all of us make five hundred k a year. <laughs> exactly. All right, we've got a second caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Good morning, and go ahead. Uh, good morning. Thank good morning. you for letting me on. You bet. So uh, I would love to roll in on both taxes and on um, libraries, but I'm calling for a different reason. Okay. There is a fundraiser this evening at the Sheridan College, Kennison Hall, that benefits 
uh, Wyoming 211. This is a lip sync contest with some names that people will recognize. And Wyoming 211, for those who don't know, is a, a resource for the entire state that, that connects people in need with resources for food, job training, rent, utility assistance, mental health, physical health. So it's really a one-stop shop to, to get people who oftentimes are, are held up in getting help because they don't know where to go. Um, so it, it's really a, a fantastic resource. This lip sync will be from 6 to about 8.30, 6 to 7 is uh, drinks and appetizers. 7 to 8.30 is the, is the contest. Uh, included in the battle will be Mayor Bridger of Sheridan, Mayor Clark of Ranchester, Guns and Rotary, uh, Commissioner Nick Siddle, Getting Chippy, and What's All the Hubbub. Uh, so I highly encourage people, if you're looking for something to do on a Friday evening, uh, you can pay at the door. And again, 6 o'clock at Kennison Hall, benefiting a tremendous uh, service that's available throughout the state. Okay, thank you, caller. Thanks for the information. You bet. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and kind of wrap things up on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Family event, U-Cross Art Festival, Sunday, August 20th at 2 p.m. Explore the new U-Cross Art Gallery show, The Shape of Time, during the opening reception, which includes curator tours, artist meet and greets, and complimentary refreshments. Then head to the park at U-Cross at 4 p.m. for food trucks and live music by the two tracks from Sheridan and Nashville folk duo, The Sea, The Sea. Free tickets available at ucross.org or by calling 307-737-3391. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Have equipment that works as hard as you do all year long. CNB has a wide selection of compact utility tractors that'll help you get the job done. During CNB's summer blowout event, you can get your own compact utility tractor for zero money down and zero percent interest for 84 months. Whether you're mowing, tilling, or thinking about pushing heavy snow, a compact utility tractor is versatile and can help you with any task. This zero percent zero money down offer won't last forever. Visit the team of experts or check out the inventory online at deerequipment.com. That's D-W-E-R equipment.com. 
down. Buckle up, road travelers. August is here, and it's time to hit the road. And where does that road start? Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, the ultimate destination in finding a vehicle right for you. Their pre-owned inventory continues to expand, bringing you the best selection of quality vehicles. But you better act fast because these vehicles go off the lot as quickly as they go on. August is the month to hit the road, and the road starts at Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. Experience the Waring way of vehicle buying at 107 East Alger. Hello, everyone. Tom Kraft, owner of Legacy Diamond and Gems here, announcing the sale of a lifetime. Legacy Diamond and Gems remodel sale is now in progress for a limited time only, with fine jewelry throughout the store up to 50% off. That's right, up to 50% off. We need to reduce our inventory to prepare for our total store remodel. For the best selection of fine jewelry at up to 50% off, hurry into Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday on KROE, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter. We were talking about the Freedom Caucus. Excuse me, not exactly the Freedom Caucus. We're talking about the library and issues with um, graphic stuff that's available in libraries. And, and we're, that's the discussion. Uh, numbers to call if you want to talk about that or something else. 674-4443 or 672-5763. One of the things that was interesting to me is that I mentioned the Freedom Caucus because they have been kind of, I don't want to say pressuring, but they're at least asking Governor Gordon to um, look at this ALA situation because the state of Montana has already cut ties with them. Campbell County has already cut ties. They were the first group that did this was Campbell County Library System. Then the state of Montana followed, and now... The Freedom Caucus here in Wyoming is after the governor wanting him to do the same thing. Well, the governor is kind of in the same mindset that you and I apparently are. We can see both sides of the story and agree kind of with both of them. Um, Essentially, he said he's committed to defending the First Amendment, but... And a free society should value open and age-appropriate dialogue there you go. But um, he has serious concerns about whether the ALA is politicized under its current leadership. So that is, I think, what a lot of people are concerned with, with the ALA director. And she is a self-proclaimed. I, I don't, I'm not accusing her of this. I'm not calling her that. This is on her social media. That's her own where, description. Yeah, her own yeah. description of herself was a liberal Marxist lesbian on her social media account and she has since deleted that apparently. <laughs> at least she wasn't hiding anything but yeah i mean she was she, and so be it you know she is right. what she is that's, so that's fine but she obviously for whatever reason i don't know if it was her employer or whoever it was they she took it down right for whatever reason so isn't, isn't, um, that, a, isn't that a problem though with with social media it's like you can post something and then take it down but it's like you've posted it you're yeah it, you're, it's, it's, out, it's it's out there you know somebody's gonna find I, it. somebody I, I, screenshot yes. it obviously um anyway the governor gordon said we are working together with the state librarian to assess the value of the state's current relationship with and membership in the ala so that's according to a story that the Cowboy State Daily put out um, last, late last month. So the governor is looking into this. We'll see what happens. 
but it seems like he's wanting to protect the First Amendment, but he also sees the value in protecting children. Yeah. So, and that's what we're saying is is we don't want to burn books, but there should be some guidelines or some you know something in place to protect uh, smaller little, children. A little bit of oversight. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I, I understand the yeah. argument. You know. Gotcha. All right, we've got one more caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I think the con- concern is about censorship, and because children, they're going to find the filth sooner than we'd like them to. Uh, need to definitely, you know, check it in the elementary system. That's way too early for them to even comprehend this the system that they're trying to go with but uh the censorship i was going to go off a bit here because we have an american journalist that's being held captive in ukraine for simply reporting the news which didn't it unfortunately didn't look favorable upon ukraine so we now are having that freedom of speech freedom of the press being held in Ukraine by Ukrainians. Um, Very little is being said about that. Um, But the censorship also goes over into Robert F. Kennedy Jr., like him or not. You shouldn't be censoring that. And people that were scientists and doctors throughout the whole COVID situation, because now it's coming to light that yeah, these vaccines did very little. These lockdowns did very little. In fact, there were harms with many of them. Lawsuits are being paid out. Do no harm, the motto of the doctors, and the idea that we will have informed consent. And the lack of that through this situation is ridiculous. And the okay. media plays along to change to keep with that narrative. I, I couldn't disagree more with some of the things you're saying, just to put that out there. Okay. Thank you, caller. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here real quick. Uh, Campbell County, let's talk about that, because they, real quick, they ended up firing their library director of 11 years. Um, I thought it was 27. Maybe she'd I She'd been there for 27. Oh, okay, she was yeah. a director it, it, for okay, 11. So. Yeah, she'd been there forever and a day. But the reason that they did is because of these sexually graphic materials. And she refused to remove them. she refused to remove them. And I, I kind of get that, again, getting back to do they need to be removed or do they need to be uh, put under lock and key so small children can't view these kind of things? When you're talking about high school age kids, it is what it is. You know, I mean, the kids are going to be. And even. There's a big difference between kids playing, you know, show me yours, I'll show you mine, and, you know, seeing sexually graphic, yeah, it, you know, it, it is basically you know, how-to books on how to have sex. There's a big difference well, there. you said you've seen some. Yeah. And our caller earlier saw uh, a few, and I guess I have not, so I, I can't really... They are graphic. Yes, and I'm going to take your opinion and your, not opinion, I guess, but... You know my experience. Yes, okay. with it, and, and and you know I believe you. I, I mean, Aaron, you, you've seen a lot in your life. If you said it's graphic, it's probably graphic. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it should be removed, 
because I think that those kind of things have a place. Um, I just think that there are certain demographics of our society that need to be protected. From yes. That. I, Period. No 6 to 10, 12-year-old kid no, should see no. that. Well, and, when you're and, talking and, a high school senior who is curious or whatever, some of these books at least give them right. an idea of, of that they're not weird. Anyway, that's it. That's a Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks for calling in, and we will see you next week. to Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. At Shipton's Big R, our 12th annual customer appreciation event is all about you, our valued customer. It's three big days this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Stop by any of our Shipton's Big R locations and register to win big prizes, including a $500 shopping spree, a 125cc Jeep valued at $3,000, a Kodiak safe that holds 57 rifles. It's a $1,000 value. 10 rolls of premium barbed wire would normally cost you $1,000. A pallet of premium wood pellets worth $300. A Lincoln welder, a $400 value. Other giveaways include Dan Post boots, bags of horse feed, Vortex binoculars, cinch jeans, and lots more to be given away. You can even win $25 gift cards daily. Enjoy free brats, chips, and soft drinks on Saturday. You'll also find huge savings on DeWalt tools during our 12th annual customer appreciation event at Shipton's Big R. with quality. On Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Moss Holders is ready to help you update your living room, TV room, or sitting room. Right now, all living room upholstery is on sale. Choose from a wide range of American-made sofas from FlexSteel, England Furniture, Southern Motion, Vintage Leather, and more. Whether you're wanting a bigger sectional, a smaller sofa, or just an updated look, Moss Holders has choices. Choose from a wide in-stock selection or order in a favorite piece in a different fabric or leather. Receive savings either way. That's Moss Holders Living Room Upholstery Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. It is still really hot out there. Yeah, well, it's air conditioning season. <laughs> You're right about that. And having working AC in your car will make your summer so much more enjoyable. So for the month of August, Sheridan Honda will recharge your AC and replace your cabin air filter for only $129.99. Wow, what a great deal. And remember, Tommy, our skilled technicians can work on any year and any make and model. Get cooled off this summer at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. At Sunlight Federal Credit Union, we know how important convenience, time, and flexibility are for you. That's why we've joined the Co-op Shared Branching Network, which gives you access to your account at over 5,600 branches across all 50 states. That's just one more way we make Sunlight Federal Credit Union your branch for your funds, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Join Sunlight Federal Credit Union today and start experiencing the credit union difference. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930.